Good morning and welcome in to the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. Good morning, Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. That's where you can watch our show and all the shows here at ESPN 1000. We're with you until 10. And then it's Mike Greenberg from 10 until noon, followed by Carmen and Yurko from 12 to 2, Waddle and Sylvie 2 to 6, Black and Abdallah 6 to 8, right into Freddie and Fitzsimmons at 8 right here. On the home of the Bears, ESPN 1000, and Cap, as you well know, in, from now to the draft, there's going to be all these theories out there about the, what the Bears could do, what they won't do with that number one pick of the draft. And this is why there's been so much of a spotlight on Chicago about exactly what's happening with this team. We can go back to our, uh, you and I at the Combine in Indianapolis. There's this guy here with the suspiciously dark hair and a weird shirt that cornered me after our show was over. Guy from Tampa goes, um, let me let me ask you a question. I, I'm from Tampa. Uh, let me ask you a question. So, you guys are going to trade Justin Fields because we need a quarterback, right? Go, excuse me, sir. Yeah, I'm from Tampa. I, I, I think you guys you, you, could you trade Justin Fields as possibility with Tampa. I go, that hasn't been linked, sir. Like, no, 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 Justin Fields is not being no. The guy from the fan in Indianapolis corners me. Says. uh, Hey, this Ursay, man, he's a wild card. We don't know what he's going to do, but you guys are probably going to trade with us, right? Probably with more picks and we get, excuse me? Everyone's talking to us, Cap, as if we're in the front office of the Bears <laughs> because everyone wants to know. Right. Everybody. Everybody. That's all people want to talk about. No Tampa guy. Dick Biondi? No, no one's trading with Tampa. No. From, from the people I talked to over the weekend, including a current NFL coach who said the Bears are going to do this. They're going to keep Justin. Yep. They're going to move the pick maybe multiple times, but they're going to get as many picks as they can in 23, 24, 25. Stockpile. He wants to build this thing with young talent the right way. And then... Next year, if Justin doesn't take the next step as a passer, they'll have enough draft capital that they can go get who they need. That's fine, but I don't need the Raider guy to ask me over in a corner, what are the Bears going to do? Are they going to trade with the Raiders? I don't know, and probably not, sir. Correct. Now, I was able to slip a tracker into (laughs) Paul's bag when he was sitting there. Uh Uh-huh. So we'll know everything. Okay, well, well, I'll tell you what, that'll come in handy. Because we need to know what's going on up there. Why does that tracker say he's in Carolina right now for a meeting? Oh, look out now. Be careful. It's got a microphone on the tracker. Yeah. They're getting what? Everyone's got a question about what the Bears are going to do, including Ian Rappaport. And the people I've spoken with, as, as of right now, likely that the Bears end up moving the number one pick. Certainly they've had interest, I would say significant interest from several teams in the top ten about potentially coming up to one. And if you wondered why, what would teams want to trade a ton of draft capital for just to get all the way up to number one? We saw a lot of it today. These quarterbacks are as talented a group as we've seen in, at least in a couple of years. Watch C.J. Stroud put on the show. Obviously Bryce Young didn't do much today except for hang around. Will Levis uh, put on the show as well and then Anthony Richardson everything that he did there's a lot of reasons why teams may have to move up to go take maybe the Raiders the Panthers are still looking for a quarterback all those teams at least potentially could end up trading draft capital and getting up to one that's why Ryan Poles's phone is going to be one of the more intriguing items going forward over the next two months or so price went up yesterday's price 
is not today's price. Also, NFL insider Fat Joe also weighing in on the same thing. But it is exactly right, Cap. I mean, yes, teams will be scrambling up because they want that coveted number one pick. But you know, Peter King had a different point of view, different than the conversation that you and I had with Ryan Poles. So he had the chance to sit down with Ryan Poles in Ryan's suite on the 29th floor of the hotel down in Indy. And he said he left little doubt the Bears will trade the first overall pick. Said he'd already spoken to three teams at the Combine about a deal. He said he had enough conversations about that deal to know in swapping first-round picks this year, he can get a 24-1 and a 25-1 in a major package for a trade. However far back he goes this year, he wants to be sure he gets a blue player. His term for a premier first-rounder, and there may only be six or eight of those when the Bears end up setting up their board. However, if you leave quarterbacks off to the side of that because he's not taking one in the first round, then those six or eight blue players could be at pick 12, 13, somewhere in there. The final quote that I want you to read or want you to hear is the one I think is the most interesting. I believe in building something to sustain success for a long period of time, Paul said. To me, that's got to be through the draft. This is just a chance to load up this team with a bunch of opportunity and flexibility to do that. It's time for this organization. The practice facility and offices were just built. The new president, Kevin Warren, comes in, and we think in the same innovative way, I think. We're in position to have a new stadium. Now with this opportunity, with the first pick, it feels like an opportunity to kind of heal some of the things that have happened before and become a really good team. Everything feels right. I would agree with that because he was able to do what he wanted to do with the franchise, and that's level it. Get rid of some of those veteran players and try to start anew. And Cap, I will just tell you that I think it was the right, it's the right thing to do, but it's not easy to be able to win. No, he didn't mention in that, in that quote Super Bowl. But sustained success is also as attractive to me as well. Sustained success matters because that means that you're in the right direction. Whether Rodgers is in the division or not, what are you doing as a franchise to change the fortunes of what you've had in the past? Mm-hmm. He talks about curing the ills of the past. He might be talking about how the Bears would always try to stockpile talent on top of talent that wasn't very good. Like he easily could have been like, I got Khalil Mack, a top 10 player at the time. I'm going to try to build around that. I'm going to keep try to do something and try and try to keep um, Akeem Hicks around or do something with Roquan. He didn't do any of that. He said, "You know what? I'm starting anew into my own image," and I admire him for that. But all of that is just conjecture and movement. But I want to see the progress of the team. Right now, it's not progress. Let's just make sure that's clear. It's not progress now. But boy, in this draft and free agency in the next few, I hope we can be able to see sustained success with this team. Like, if we get out of this free agency period and this draft, and we are the home of the Bears, and it's this new era, and we know they're going to build a stadium, and all of this feels good. Yeah. And you go, oh, he got a really good player at whatever pick it is. Mm -hmm. And he got, looks like a pretty solid draft, second round, third round, whatever it is. Hmm. They're not going to be great, but he's put some pieces in play. Holy smokes. We have our pick and another one in 25 and our pick and another one in 24. Now you start to think, wait a minute. We're going to have how many number one picks on our roster over the next three years? And second round pick, like blue chip players. That's what I'm intrigued by. You know, if you were a Lions fan, you obviously you feel good this morning. 
But boy, that was a long way to wait. It was. Jets fan. You're last place, you're 7-10, and 10, but you feel like you're a quarterback away. Rodgers, Carr, whomever, right? But with the Bears, I'm just letting you know that I like that there's a direction. Because how many years, how many off-seasons have we gone through where it's like, if the Bears can only get this free agent or get this guy or draft this well, now it's all-encompassing. You have to draft well and also be able to get quality free agents. Now, here's the thing about the free agent side of this. And this is kind of how I felt after we were in Indianapolis together. I don't know what free agents the Bears are going after, but they got all the cap space in the world. It's just kind of a crappy year for it, isn't it, as far as free agency? It's not a great year for free agents. There's good you know, depth pieces and a few really good players, but it sounds like this morning, again, it's not done, that the Giants are trying to get Daniel Jones at 4 and one sixty. Sure. And then use the tag on Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. That's so, fine. So it takes him off the board. Not that we were going to sign him. We've seen a bunch of guys get either tagged, Deron Payne, or guys sign extensions like Elton Jenkins in Green Bay. And the top guys at the top of the board, Jawan Taylor, the tackle in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Evan Ingram just got tagged down there. Like the top guys are going to get paid insane money. I, that's when you wish that the Bears were closer, and that way they could tip it in with a couple of veterans, off, you know, defensive line, wide receiver, whatever. But, the, but when I see those names, it's like, well, I wish the Bears could. But they're not even close enough to be able to get these guys and then be able to win. You know what I'm saying? Like there's veterans that you'd say, boy, if the Bears are close, all they need is that tackle or that wide receiver. That, and if you got them, Cap, they'd be part of this rebuild also. Mm-hmm. It'd be kind of a waste. Mm-hmm. That makes sense? Yes. Like, why am I going out and getting... I think DeForest Buckner's going to be 29 yeah. in March. Yeah, you told me. This month. If he's going to be 29, I don't think I'm going to win this year. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody thinks they're winning the Super Bowl this year. Right. Or contending for one. Right. So now, but going into the 24 see now i got a 30-year-old. I don't know if they're there in 24. So now I got a guy 31. Well, we're in the same position we were in with Khalil Mack. All right. Like, I think that in some of these holes that they're going to fill, they're going to be guys that are probably, some of them will be north of 25 and definitely maybe a few uh, north of 30, but they'll just be rentals. Correct. I don't want, like, one of my big acquisitions to be a 30 year old guy. Right. I don't. Right. Now, there's rumor that if Khalil Mack gets released by the Chargers because they've got cap issues, mm-hmm. that he's interested in coming back here. Well, that's a different scenario. If I'm getting him at a reasonable bargain, yeah, I'd love to have Khalil Mack back as a veteran leader in that room, mm-hmm. but not signing him to some massive deal. No shot. All right, 312-332-3776 is our phone number. Shay, let's over the phone lines. Should the Bears be going for quality or quantity? Also still to come, some thoughts about John Morant. He's in hot water uh, with the Memphis Grizzlies and the NBA. A more overarching conversation about John Morant is still to come. Also, we've got worse weekends. All part of the mix right here on the Cap and J Hood Morning Show. Welcome back to Cap and J Hood Experience. Weekdays from 7 to 10 on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Legacy. 
It's the Captain Jay Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Greeny comes your way at 10 o'clock. And we're talking to, talking to you a little bit about quality versus quantity when it comes to the draft. You know, my, from my standpoint, I want the Bears to be able to find themselves several blue chip, uh, hopefully future starters. And I just don't want the Bears to be able to out-dumb the room. It's one thing to say, hey, look at me. Look at all the wheeling and dealing I'm doing. But also, it's one thing. But the other philosophy for me is that... This is breaking news on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. We turn now to Trumpet reporter Shay Norling with breaking news on Captain J. Hood. Shay. Well, this is important because it will relate to an opening for an NFC North quarterback. Saints have emerged as the front runners to sign former Raiders quarterback Derek Carr, and an agreement could be reached as early as today per league sources. That from Adam Schefter on Twitter. Wow. Card of the Saints. Card of the Saints, mm-hmm. which means the Jets are still looking. They don't want to go young. So maybe the Jets, because at one point over the weekend, it was thought the Jets were going to get Carr. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm just speculating here, but what if he got a call? Rodgers is going to the Jets. Well, that's the other domino to fall. So what do you want to do, Aaron? Aaron, now the ball's in your court. What do you want to do? So Tom Pelissero just added, Saints were always the preferred destination for Derek Carr. He's now set to reunite with Dennis Allen in New Orleans. Okay. So, again, the question still stands, Aaron. What do you want to do? You want to retire? Want to go to the Packers? Or you want to go to the Jets? Like, again. I'm leaning Packers, by the way, just I, for the record. Yeah, I'm leaning he's leaving there. It, don't ask me why. It's just a gut feeling this morning. I said to you last week, I'm not going to flip on it. He has every right to take as much time as he wants. I know you and I argued about that Mm -hmm. last week. He has every right to do it. But I do think at some point the 15th is going to be here in nine days. I do think you owe the Packers. Can we get it done by the the 14th? Give me a day so I have my options because the Packers aren't sitting there just waiting. They've got their board here. Well, if he's not here, here's what we're going to do. If he is here, here's what we're going to do. Here's what it does to our cap. Like, again, I, I support that he gets – he's paid his dues. He's 39. He's been a great player. Can we try and find out at least by free agency? Or are you really that upset with the Packers that you're trying to screw them? If you are that upset, why continue to return? Right. Why keep, why keep coming back? That's the thing that irks me. Here's where, with perspective, you are correct. Aaron Rodgers has earned the right to be able to decide when he wants to return. It still doesn't. It still irks me, though, Cap. It's still bothersome that every offseason you and I are talking about what Aaron Rodgers is going to do. I want him out of the division. I want him out. Okay, what if he announced? What if Shea plays or Jay Moore plays the sounder and Shea goes, "Okay, this from Kevin Seifert, or some NFL insider yeah. in the division." Aaron Rodgers said this will be his last year, and he's playing in Green Bay. Would that bother you? No. I mean, nothing you can do about it. It's his choice. Correct. All I'm saying is that because it's taking so much time and it's just like all of this spotlight is on him, it's just nonsense. He's asking for it. He's at, he loves the attention. He is the ultimate look at me. Yes. Does he have a right to be able to take his time to de- make his decision? Yes. But every year with this? Okay. Every year? Why does it seem, and I'm sure people will come up with examples where it's not this way, but why does it seem all the... I'm talking generationally great, not just really good players. Mm-hmm. 
generationally great or big-time parts of organizations, it always ends poorly. Mm-hmm. Brett Favre, it ends poorly. Yep. Michael Jordan, it ends poorly. Wow. He leaves and he ends up in Washington. And the last few years, they hate Jerry Krause, and it's this and it's that. It's us against them. Like, why is that, Aaron Rodgers here? Why can the great player, I'm talking great players, why does it always end poorly? Because of ego. Who gets the credit? What, how, did the, how did the Bulls championship, uh, how did that run, end how did that particular run end? It ended because of ego. Kraus, does he get the credit? Phil. Jackson, players, right? Organizations win championships. Blackhawks, same kind of situation, right? Well, at least Patrick Kane, it didn't end poorly. They yes. just said, we're in a different place. You want to go in a tight, we'll facilitate whatever you need done. That one was okay. But there was a Q issue there too, though, right? Who gets the credit? Joel Quinville or the or front Stan office? Bowman. All right. That was an issue. It all comes down to, usually comes down to ego. Right. Who gets the credit? You all get the credit. Everybody wins. Like, if I said to you, Hoodie, you're a GM. I'm going to tell you a guy to take it, whatever he went, 23, 24. I'm going to give you this quarterback. Sit him for the first couple, three years. Develop him. You're going to have one of the 10, 12 greatest quarterbacks of all time. Mm -hmm. You would say, Don, I'm in. Let's do it. Sure. And it's Aaron Rodgers. Mm Mm-hmm. And I said to you, you got to make sure your ego does not get in the way here. Same for him. And in 15, 16, 17, whatever number of years it is, can you guys still coexist? Oh, absolutely. If the guy's that good, how could I not? And here we are. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I totally, I totally get it. But I just think that it's like this show, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm not taking the credit for our success. You're not taking the credit for our success. We are a partnership. We all have to. It's just, but it's everybody. The whole team here. Right. right. So, I mean, when, when we win, we win together. But I think for some, especially if you've been around an organization for a decade or more, you see the relationship starts to wear on people. Or it's like you see stuff in the newspapers like, wait, you're taking the credit for this? What, right. what is that all about? What, right. about? what about? I thought it was about a team. It's kind of probably why Kevin Durant left Golden State, too. But that's why communication is so important. Mm-hmm. Yep. Filter out that, oh, like I say, tune out the matote. Don't yes. listen to all the nonsense. Yes. Just know I love it's you. It's on your arm. It's right there. Just know <laughs> that I love you. 312-332-3776 is our phone number. Um, we're talking to you about the Bears. What's better, quality or quantity? Aurora, Colorado, listening on the ESPN Chicago app. Here's Ken on ESPN 1000. Hi, Ken. Hey, good evening, guys. How are you? Good, What's up? Good afternoon. Yeah, it's, about, it's my bedtime. Oh, is it? Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, I work nights at the post office. Um, I believe I think that we should go uh, quantity over quality um, because we we need to fix this badly, and it's not just a one it's not just a one person fix. Right, and when you it's say one, you and I both say, and I don't speak for you, Ken, but. I don't say quantity means bad players. It's just exactly if you told me I'm picking at 15, 18, 36, and 64, is that better than picking at seven? For me, absolutely. It is. For me, it is. Yeah, I th- yeah, I think it is too because that's a lot of quality there too. Just not a. It's not just one blue chip, or you're getting you could get two or three out of, out of all those picks. 
But uh, but if I, I but 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 Ken, if I am picking and not going any lower than ten, I'm for sure going to get a blue chipper. It's not a question mark. I, I just I don't believe in just being able to dilly dally and go down and get more picks with more question marks. I like the genuine article, at least one of them. I'm not sure if I could do that in that iteration in that way. Ken, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate you. Let me Thank ask you. you something. Yes, sir. If I said to you, you're going to get Will Anderson from Alabama at number four, mm-hmm. or you are getting Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech, who some analysts believe is better, but he's rated just below him. Mm-hmm. Huh. We're picking at seven or eight or nine. We got him and a second and third round pick. I understand. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. I just don't want the Bears to be able to bypass too many guys that could make a difference for the team, especially early in the draft. Agreed. Guys that we know. Agreed. That's saying that you can't find anyone in the middle of the bottom of the draft that could be quality. All I'm saying is, is that if it's right there, man, don't just bypass it trying to be too smart. Too just don't, cute. don't forget that some of the best players of the modern era of the Bears, I'm talking like the last 20 years, Olin Krutz went in the third round. Peanut Tillman went in the second round. Lance Briggs went in the third round. Brian Urlacher was, what, ninth? Yep. I mean, I'd like to have four guys like that from this draft. Um, Cap, let me just uh, sidebar and go into John Morant for a second because we got worse weekends and we got spring trading that's going to start tomorrow. Danny's going to be here at 9.50 to give the drawing for that. So let's, let me just shoehorn in a few thoughts about John Morant and then we'll get to worse weekends. So... John Morant has to understand his self-worth. For those that did not see the story that was on Instagram after the Memphis Grizzlies, the star guard was brandishing a gun on Instagram Live. And so the league, I don't know if this is the league or the Grizzlies, maybe it's both, suspended him for two games. A minimum of two games. And now they said this morning the GM of the Grizzlies came out and said, there is no timetable for his return. And I believe, and I'll get it for you, uh, he issued a statement, mm-hmm. John Morant did. Obviously, his associates, his attorney and his agents and all that, his PR people, have all vetted that before he put it out. And it says he made difficult decisions and poor choices. He's stepping away to get the help he needs that he comes back a better person. So, Cap, my advice to John Morant, and I'm just a fan of his and a fan of the league, my advice to John Morant is... You can still be cool and still keep yourself out of trouble. You can still be cool and, and not, brandishing a gun on Instagram Live does not make you cool. When you're at a mall and you're trying to fight someone that's around your mother and you want to be able to have you and your boys going after some dude that's going after your mom at a mall is not necessary. I think that when you are uh, part of a pickup basketball game with a teenager, brandishing a gun is not a good idea. Correct. Being on Instagram Live, brandishing a gun right next to you after a loss against Denver is not smart. Also, directing, I guess this is while he was in an SUV, he was pointing a laser at the Pacers bus. And a Pacers security guard said it was a gun. That's how he identified it. I don't know if it was a gun or not, but there was a laser that was pointed at the Pacers bus while he was in SUV. Was it a gun or not? I have no idea. But my, my advice to John Morant is, is that you can still be a cool dude and not get yourself into this kind of issue. Now, I'll say this, Cap. I'm glad it happened. I'm glad it happened now. Before a tragedy happened. Well, that and that he's 23. Correct. That he could be able to look back at this and say, boy, I was just stupid for what I was doing. I don't know what I was doing. Because, again, just having a gun out 
and again, multiple situations. This is not a one-off. The Instagram Live might be something that people know now, but I just named for you four things that involves a gun that he's been involved with. What I'm saying is, is that I'm glad it's happening now so he can get the help that he needs because whatever he's going through, you are throwing money out the window by doing these things because people have built you up as, an, as a superstar, but carrying a gun, why does that make you comfortable? I don't know what's going in between his ears, but I would just say that at this point in time, Cap, now's the time to be able to get any help that you need and, and also realize who you are. Just because you are an NBA superstar doesn't necessarily mean you have to hang out with the same crowd. If that crowd is in influencing you to carry a gun and go to a club and do you know what? It's not worth it. Understand your worth. You might be still, you might still have your homies in your tight circle and all that. Doesn't necessarily mean that you have to do what they do, carrying a gun or trying to look for trouble, because trouble will be coming looking for you when you got a gun and people can see it. Correct. Very, very, very well said. This guy is a, and I'm not exaggerating here, billion dollar asset. That's what the projections are, that he could be worth a billion dollars. You can mock, not I mean you. People can mock LeBron and the decision, all that. LeBron James has not had one hint of scandal in a social media world because his team that he surrounded him, I saw him speak. He said, I laid the law down immediately. If you show disloyalty or make a bad decision once, you're out. Not a second chance. His dad is with him all the time at all the games. It's your dad, not your friend. Correct. Dad has to step in there and say something. Correct. If nothing else, I don't know what kind of relationship they have, but he's, they're always together as if they're brothers, right? Yep. John Morant and his dad need a conversation. Agreed. That would help. Agreed. But, just, but again, Cap, just because, just because you still have your tight circle from when you were at Murray State or from your childhood, whatever, you can't do the same things that you did you cannot. when you were a teenager. You cannot. You're 23. It's time to grow up and, and without guns. Correct. Coming up, we'll talk more about John Moran, how he got suspended, and Snorling found, he found out that one of us hates him. He said, you and I, I'm not sure, either you or I hate him. That's all part of Worst Weekends next on Cap and J-Hood. Here's today's headlines, headlines with Cap and J-Hood. Good morning, Chicago. Mike Clevenger won't face discipline for Major League Baseball, which closed this investigation of allegations against the White Sox pitcher. The Chicago Bulls lost 125 to 122 despite Zach Levine and his 42 point effort. Bulls are now 29 and 36. The Big Ten tournament bracket is set. Seven seeded Illinois will take on Penn State on day two, Thursday at 5 30. Northwestern sealed up the number two seed in the tournament with the win over Rutgers yesterday and will face the winner of Penn State and Illinois on Friday at 5 30. John Morant, there's no timetable for his return with the Memphis Grizzlies. Also, Drake over Bradley, 77-51 in the Arch Madness finale for the Missouri Valley Tournament. And longtime radio announcer and also the voice of the Tampa Rays, Dave Wills, passed away yesterday. You're listening to Cap and Jay Hood. Follow the show on Instagram at the Catman and at IGJ Hood. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. It's a cap and Jay Hood morning show. 
here on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. We've got Mike Greenberg coming your way at 10 o'clock. Now it's time for Worst Weekends. Swept by the Pirates. We can only ask or wonder that he is asking some departed relative for forgiveness for this atrocious performance. Falling in an outhouse? Or maybe a dose of instant karma. The evidence would lead me to believe that he did not break the plane before getting rid of the ball. And who knows what's going on inside that helmet. It's time to find out who had the worst weekend on Cap'n J Hood. Time for worst weekends here on Chicago's Home for Sports ESPN 1000. Also still to come, our spring trading drawing. Danny Zetterman will come in. Will he bring the dry erase board? Did that last year. Is he going to bring the big board in? God, I hope not. Yeah, remember that? The big, big board. <laughs> and then he had it outside Keith's office. Yes. Keith being our boss, our market manager, Keith Williams. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what the great Zed is going to do here coming up at 9.50. Who's going to work with whom? We're going to find out coming up at 9.50. Worst weekends. Here's Shane Orling. Shane? Well, we were just talking about the first one. We'll get to me finding out one of you hates me. Um, what? We were just talking about John Morant, though. I would argue John Morant had a worst weekend. Now, I want to read this tweet from Bomani Jones. What happened over the weekend was a video that John Morant posted on his Instagram Live. He was at a strip club showing off his pistol. And I do mean literally a gun, by the way. And uh, huh? he, he, was at wow. the, he was at the strip club enjoying himself. Now, he was also shirtless in all of these videos. So here's this tweet from Bomani Jones. Why is Ja at the strip club, but he's the one with his chest out? I see. So uh, clearly, uh, on that IG Live, there are no strippers or uh, adult entertainment around him. It was just him and his gun and his nipples. Crazy. Like, like you wake up as John Morant, wildly talented, and you're a brand, and you make these types of decisions? Mm -hmm. Wow. How about that, Shay? I just, does somebody want to wake him up and let him know that he's a star and a star athlete in America? One of the more visible guys in the National Basketball Association. Somebody want to get in front of this guy and be like, look, man, not a great idea. Now, I get it. Hoodie, I told you pre-show. If you told me I was worth a billion dollars at 23, boy, I would have been in a bad spot. Right. But LeBron James is a square. Right. right. All, all he has is a good family. He's got a wife that supports him. And you don't hear any issues about, around LeBron's uh, circle. And he had his guys he grew up with. They, they have my back on everything. Mm -hmm. But he also surrounded himself with Warren Buffett and other people. They said he doesn't make a move financially without Warren Buffett. Jay Moore. There's a different culture now. From when LeBron first came into the league to now, the music's changed, society's changed, so people in his position does things a bit different. And I think the NBA should do a better job at helping these young guys when they come into the league to let them know, you know, this, these things can actually happen if you don't do this, that, and the third. Yeah, this is kind of like in the NFL with the rookie symposium. Like, you could, you could preach all you want, Cap. You could always say, hey, stay out of trouble, stay out of the nightclubs, all this stuff. But, you know, an athlete's going to do whatever he or she wants to do. But you've got to understand, and we talked about this before with the kid from Georgia, right, last week. Uh, Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter. We said the same thing. Like, hey, man, you got the, the world is your oyster. You know, you're going to make a million, millions and millions of dollars. Whatever you did in the past, you can't do that today. You cannot. 
You could, yeah, you, you'd be a millionaire and miserable and maybe find yourself in jail or find yourself out of the league because you just want to keep it real or you want to do the things that you used to do. You just can't do it. You can't do it anymore, Cap. It is, it is unbelievably ridiculous decisions some of these people make. By the way, can, we, can I quickly sidebar yeah. for a second? Brought to you by Aiken Law. 3126 million for the great Howard Aiken. That's Aiken Law. Uh, sign my ball. According to now Ian Rapport and Mike Garofalo, we gave the breaking news earlier. It looked like the Saints are the favorites to get Derek Carr. It's going to be a four-year deal. He is definitely going there. What does the Cub trainer know? He doesn't know what's going on with the Bears. That was Tony Garofalo, and he's retired. Well, who's that now? The Cub trainer was Tony Garofalo. This is Mike Garofalo, or Garofalo, however he pronounces it. You don't even know. Go ahead, wow. Shay. All right, so... For God's sakes. Kaplan, are you familiar with the social media uh, Be Real? Do you know about this? No. It's been a fad this in this uh, last year or so where you get everybody gets an alert. You all get it at the same time. It takes a photo with your front-facing camera and your regular camera at the same time. So it's whatever you're doing in the moment. So I was out at the bar, and I was with Tyler Rocky on Saturday. We were watching college basketball, and we both get the Be Real notification. So we're both doing this, and then Aki leans over. He shows me, look at Hoodie on Be Real, and it's... Jay Hood posting his Be Real. So I go, oh, I didn't know he was on it. And I go through to add him so that Hood and I can be friends on Be Real. And what do I see? I have a friend request out to Hood, and it's pending. Mutual friends, Adam Abdallah, Anthony Catazone, Keith Williams, Sonny, all these people. Have He's friends with everybody in the building. But me, I'm pending. Hoodie hates me. This is what I discovered this weekend. It's like leaving me on red. Hood hates me. Wow. Of all people, me. How about I got to sit there with Tyler Rocky going, look at look at your host right here on Be Real. Look at this post. And I'm all excited. I can't wait. I'll be friends with Hood. Nope. I already tried. And he said denied. I don't think it said denied there, Iron Eagle. I don't think it said denied. I thought your bio on there said hates his morning show executive no, producer. No, no. You know, I don't hate. I don't hate anybody. You know that. I couldn't believe this, Hood. You hate me. That's how I felt in the moment. Everybody, everybody in the building that I'm friends with on Be Real, you're friends with. But me, pending, work together every day, and this is how it, this is how I find out you hate me. That's a bad weekend for me. All right. Not good. All right. Damn. No, no, you stay out of it. Don't worry about it, pal. Anyway, I'll go check it myself. Let me see. Uh, Abdallah, Topo Chico pitcher, Nolan Murphy, mm, Sam Pines, Keith Williams. Yeah, I don't see you here. I have to I do some research. I don't see a Shay Norling there. It's ridiculous. Yep. Mm. Now, I was a little inebriated in the moment, but I believe I even canceled the request and sent you a new one just in case you missed the notification. I wanted to give you benefit of the doubt. But as of this morning, still pending. How about how about that? I really I actually thought it was you he was talking about until he started. No, Jonathan Hood hates me. Wow. How about that? Wow. What do you think of that, Cap? I, I don't think you hate Shay. I don't. Yes. Dislike at times. Maybe. Hey! <laughs> uh, so is that the, is that our two choices? Well, we have a third. We'll do it on the other side. Danny has a worst weekend. He wants to offer us as oh, a youth basketball coach. Oh, we'll get to that on the other side with the spring training draw. I like this. He's going to offer some content. Usually, he's very sheepish about that. He likes to 
eh, he likes to just listen. But he's going to add something to Worst Weekends. This is going to be fun. And don't forget, we got spring trading. It's going to start tomorrow. And the drawing for that is coming up next. Stay tuned. Cap and J Hood, weekday mornings at 7. Okay, it's about that time. You're tuned in to the Cap and J Hood Show. Everything ain't hardcore, you know. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Captain Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Now time for the Captain Jay Hood Cut of the Day. Brought to you by Chicago Cut Steakhouse. Try the seafood bouquet shellfish tower. It's amazing. All right, Jay Moore, what do you Yo. Yes, it's boring, but it's a sport. Oh! Whatever. Cut it. It's not boring. Okay, then you're boring. All right, cut! Let's go to LaGrange Bob with us on Captain Jay Hood. Good morning, Bob. Good morning. I just wanted to tell uh, Cap that uh, Caleb Williams was beaten by Tulane, the school that... Uh, <clears throat> no, he wasn't. Mo- USC was. Or no, Oklahoma. Caleb Williams. Tulane beat Caleb Williams, the quarterback. So, and Caleb Williams is not better than Justin Fields in any way at all. So why do you keep bringing up these names about somebody who played Justin Fields? All right? Donnell Mooney came out in the fifth round, the 153rd pick. One of the top receivers in the NFL. He's not one of the top receivers in the NFL. He's a good what? player. What? He's a good player. And by the way, <laughs> what? hey, hey uh, LaGrange Bob, <laughs> let me just read you something here because I like to spit fact. Caleb Williams okay. in that game, 37 of 52 for 462 yards and five touchdowns. You can Lost. stick that Tulane loss where the sun don't shine, brother. But you did say loss, right? That's not on him. That's on the defense. They gave up 46 points. He doesn't play defense. Let me give you another one. Stop the idiocy. And that is the Cabbage Hood Cut of the Day. Brought to you by Chicago Cut Steakhouse, my favorite restaurant in the world. All right, now to finish off Worst Weekends. Here's Danny Zetterman. Danny? What up, boys? Welcome. What up, boss? It's good to be here. Good to see you guys. Ah. Uh, I got a perfect bad weekend. I know that's what you guys do on Monday mornings. Yes. Your hair As, is glorious. Thank you. Don't call me man bun. As you know, I coach, uh, I coach my kids sports. I like to coach my kids sports. I like to be there for them. Yes. I am coaching with the great Tony Pavic, uh, our son's 9U basketball. We are the Sixers. We're undefeated 7-0. and On Saturday, we took on the Raptors. Mm-hmm. We had heard that the Raptors coach from parents of kids on that team and other teams was pompous, arrogant, and loud. Mm. Show up at the game, and lucky for us, he's not there. Two other dads are coaching the Raptors. This is magnificent. The game's going on. We're having a good time. All the coaches are joking and laughing. The players are having a great time. It's a good game. Six minutes left. The pompous, arrogant guy shows up with six minutes left with his son. His son doesn't have a jersey. He takes the jersey off another kid on the bench, puts it on his son, and then like a hockey shift change, middle of the action, tells his son to go in and is yelling for some other kid to come off. Poor poor kid's in the middle of playing a game. He's getting yanked off because pompous, arrogant guy just shows up out of nowhere and tells his kid to go in like a shift change. Mm -hmm. I'm a coach. I respect the rules. I respect the game. And part of being a coach is teaching the kids the right way to do it. Mm -hmm. So I say to the ref, this isn't hockey. He can't just put kids in and out. My team needs to be able to match up. So he's forced to take a timeout. He takes a timeout. And as I'm matching up my boys, hey, you have him, you have him, you have him. He starts yelling at me. Why don't you relax? Why don't you relax? You're up 13 points. Why don't you relax? Like I did something wrong. 
because I'm matching up my players. Yeah. I ignore him. He says it again. I ignore him. He says it again. I ignore him. I walk off and I just look at him and I go, we heard about you. And I go back to my bench. Yeah. Well, little did I know that he was going to start heckling me from his bench, calling me man bun. So now you've got, you've got, listen to what you've got here. It's a bad weekend, bad look for you sports when a guy like this can coach kids. Mm -hmm. He's calling me man bun in front of a bunch of nine-year-olds. So he's discriminating against me for the way I look in front of nine-year-olds. You're not obeying the rules of the game. You're not respecting your opponent. And then you're teaching nine-year-olds it's okay to call names based on the way you look. Mm. Jeez. I got to tell you, this was a bad look. For the sake of the story, we'll call him Mike. Yep. And he was the head coach of the Raptors, Glenview. I think the Park District should not allow him to coach What's kids anymore, in, in my opinion. Let's just call him Captain Mike. We'll just call him Mike. Mike. We'll call <laughs> yeah, we'll him call Mike, him Mike. Yeah. the coach of the Raptors. Wow. I just think he should, if, if my son was ever to be put on a team where he was a coach, I would say, this is what you, you're not respecting the rules, you're not respecting your opponents, and you're calling names. Your wife, your kids should be very proud of you, Mike. The old, the old daddy would have taken him out back. Well, look, I didn't hear it. Yep. I, uh, but here's the thing. Who did? The great Tony Pavic heard it. The uh, outstanding Ryan Weed heard it. Mm. But we had it all on tape. Yep. So they played it back for me. Uh, they played it back <laughs> for me and I heard it. And listen, I was calm, cool, and collected. But he calls me man bun numerous times. So bravo to you, Mike. You're a real man. Your wife should be very proud. Uh, coach of the Raptors. Now, let's get to the oh, wow. picking up. Bad weekend for Mike, head coach of the Raptors, Glenview Basketball. We heard about him, and he is loud, pompous, and obnoxious. What a bad 7 guy. to 10. Here we go. 7 right. to 10. Here we go. Spring trading is back. It starts tomorrow every Tuesday in March. Spring trading. 7 to 10. We've got Waddle. Waddle. Waddle okay. tomorrow morning. Okay. 7 to 10. Waddle. Who will right. Tommy be with? Tommy Waddle. Pulling it out of the hat. If it's Seven. Sylvie, it obviously goes back into the cup, guys. Yep. Uh, number two is Waddle and Sylvie. Nope, back into the cup. All right, no Sylvie. Can't have Sylvie. Okay. Number two will have Waddle Why? and Why Abdallah. Not? Waddle and Abdallah, seven to ten. Okay. Next up, we will have. I'll pull two out to make this quicker. Hoodie, ten to twelve. We've got hoodie. Okay. And we've got Sylvie. Hoodie and Sylvie, ten to twelve. Here we go. Again. Right. Two more. Oh, Cappy's praying he doesn't get two to six. Right. Cappy's well, praying he doesn't get two to. to six. Black, 12 to two. Yes. Yes. You're playing me out here, Jay Moore? No. Got to keep time. Black two's. and Yurko. Black and Yurko. 12 to two, which means it's Cap and Carm, two to six. There you go. Let's go, Carm. It six. starts tomorrow, spring trading every Tuesday. Tomorrow night in is. March. Uh, that'll be Tyler and Miller. <laughs> because Greeny's off. Because Greeny's off. Okay. We couldn't Cap get that card. <laughs> All right. That's it. All right. Let's have some fun. By the way, thank you to Carmen for the restaurant recommendation, Vegas. That guy's awesome. We Carmen. thank you for listening and calling and being part of the program here on ESPN 1000. Danny, give it to us again. Tomorrow morning starts at 7. Yeah, man bun. Spring trading starts tomorrow, 7 to 10. Waddle and Abdallah, 10 to 12. Hood and Sylvie, 12 to 2. Black and Yurko, 2 to 6. Cap and Carm. Don't call me man bun and be respectful when you coach youth sports, Mike. Thank you for listening. Thanks for twitching. Thank you, Jay Moore. Thank you, Shay. Tomorrow morning, Waddle and Abdallah. So long, everybody. Take that. White <laughs> Grange, Bob. From Chicago.